Hi everyone, welcome to episode 30 of Colin's Punk Rock World. You may have noticed already that um, I don't sound like Colin, um, and <laughs> since I shaved my beard off this morning, we don't look that alike either anymore. Um, so yeah, it's um, me, Lara, hosting the podcast today, and Colin is a guest on his own podcast. Hello. Uh, welcome, Colin. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Um, this podcast is to celebrate the thousandth post on the blog, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. no, so, no, the thousandth one I've written. That you've written, yeah, We've sorry. Far more than that. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of like a celebratory milestone um, podcast, looking back on some of Colin's favourite pieces that he's written. Um, but before we get into that, what have you been up to lately? Anything interesting? Uh, I don't think so. I was uh, I did I went to the Filthy Militia album launch, yeah, or EP launch. That was a lot of fun. That, that was at the Black Heart in Camden. Saw some friends. Uh, what else have I been up to? I've done a bit of my Instagram like vinyl challenge. Been doing that, just writing, playing football manager. How's Work. the uh, the game going? The higher or lower game? It's good. It's good. Um, I shouldn't spoil it because it's coming in the next episode. But oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, me thinking ahead, inside yeah, yeah, yeah. or not. <laughs> you said that you were kind of trying like the whole plant-based vegan thing as well because I know Emma's vegan so how's that been going for you still good I'm like I've not I've had a couple of days where I've been missing like chocolate but then there's yeah. I've just gone and brought some plant-based chocolate and been fine it's okay isn't it it's all right I mean it, it's a lot better than it used to be I find but I don't know yeah I'm not a massive fan of dark chocolate, so which is what most of it is. But the what I just brought like the Tesco's 40p little packet of buttons, and that's oh, nice. Yeah, I had those the other day actually, they're in the cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> Emma's um, pretty good at cooking from what I see on Instagram, so I'm pretty jealous of her skills. I'm a terrible cook, you know. That, um, there's that scene on The Simpsons where Homer is like makes cereal and it catches fire. <laughs> that's me, I'm terrible at cooking, that's so yeah, we have I- to come up at some point yeah I'm, I'm very i'm very basic i cook most of my meals in a wok um yes same wok microwave oh no yeah i do spag bowl in a wok um <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah but emma's emma's like like this weekend she did a um vegan toad in the hole which was really nice and she did like a, a tofu and mushroom ramen last night which was very nice so yeah awesome she's, she's been practicing shout out the vegan punks because i think that's where she gets most of her recipes from Oh, I keep meaning to look on there. I should do actually, but then again, I'll just look at it and think, "Nah, that's too much effort. I can't be bothered to do that." And um, then I'll just go to the freezer and put the oven on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I've not tried any. <laughs> I'm rubbish at following like instructions for recipes, oh. and I'm oh, not, me too. I can't Terrible. be bothered with weighing things and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, and then the amount of ingredients you have to get that just kind of stay in the cupboard and that never get used again. Um, we had to when I was doing my degree, I did ceramics as part of the art degree. And there's a part of it called ceramic technology where you end up like mixing powders and stuff to make glazes. And it's like cooking. And I was absolutely terrible at it because you had to weigh everything like really precisely to get it right. Otherwise, it will react weirdly in when it's firing. I was absolutely terrible at that because I just couldn't be bothered. I can't be asked to that sort of like detail. Yeah. Anyway, life, life's too short for measuring. Life's too short for measuring. Yeah. So anyway, um, so how do you feel after completing 1,000, uh, your 1,000 pieces on the website? How did you feel when you finished or published that milestone? Uh, 
I was quite surprised. I was like, oh, wow. Because I, when I, um, like, I save everyone with, like, blog 111 or whatever. And sorry, though they're in, like, an order. I mean, I forget that I can just sort by date anyway. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so as I finished writing it, I was like, oh, that's my 1,000th piece. I forget what it was now, if I published it or not yet. But. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to, I was going to ask how you knew it was your 1,000th one. But I suppose if you're keeping track that way, that's cool. Oh. I did. I remember it was the Butts. So it goes. Their new album, a band called the Butts from Texas, who are really good. Oh. Got published at the day um, on Monday, which I don't know when this is going out, so it might not make any difference. But <laughs> it's already out, so you can read it. Um, yeah, cool. So um, yeah, I'm going to just start with. I was just going to go in order because you've sent me some links over to. Um, to have a read over before we kind of went through the podcast. I was just going to go in order of um, the ones you sent me. Is that okay? Or have you got an order that you would rather speak um, in? You're the host. I'll go along with what you do. Cool. Okay. Pressure. Uh, right. So, okay. We'll start with what's that? Um, how do you pronounce the name of that Australian band that you've just really gotten into? Oh, Flangy Pennies. Yes. Then I was going to find a way of you saying it because I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. That's how I pronounce it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we'll go with that then. Um, yeah, okay. So we'll start with that one. Um, I listened to it um, again the other day, and it really is, it kind of, you've captured it really well in the article you've written. They're super catchy, really fun, not completely serious. Um, it's a bit of everything on there as well. The album kind of keeps you on your toes as you go along. It starts off kind of Ramonesy, but then kind of moves on to like gruff and a little bit of hardcore in there as well. Um, and I know that you actually love the album so much. You bought it from Australia and paid for shipping from Australia and everything. So um, that kind of says a lot, I think, about how good the album is. Um, so, yeah, why did you choose this article to um, to talk about? With before, us today? before I waffle, I've... Because we, I, I can show you the vinyl here because it's, it, I thought, because who, who edits these days when I can just be like, hey, this is the album art. A yeah, the cover is really cool, really yeah, cool. A professional would like just have it pop up on screen, but yeah. I just thought I'll show and tell. Um, yeah, I spent it's, far too much shipping that really, but never mind. It's really good. Um, artwork as well, if like people aren't watching the video. Oh, should I describe it? Okay, it's on, <laughs> it's a blue and pink handgun drawn in like a cartoon fashion on a bright orange background with like the, the band's name in like, I guess like fridge, fridge magnet letters is a good way of describing it along the yeah. bottom. And the album was called Fucking Woo, but it doesn't say that on the front, which is probably for good reason. Um, yeah. Unless you could put that in a shop, but and that's Australia to be fair. They they are freer with their language than yeah. we, we are. Um, yeah. yeah, I chose it because it's one of the most of the ones I picked is the most recent one I reviewed, and it just I just had a really really good time reviewing it. Like because sometimes I say I've written a thousand of these. Sometimes, I mean everything I've written about is something I've enjoyed because I refuse to write about anything I don't enjoy. I think it's stupid to do that. It is, and it's like draining as well because I've done that recently, and it made me put off writing other reviews for you because I knew I had this one in the back of my mind that I had to get done. And I was like, I need to get this done before I write any more. And it just, it took me like, things happened in my life personally that I, I couldn't, I wasn't mentally in the place to write anyway. But like, even so, I was put off writing because I didn't want to 
listen to the album that much and I didn't want to write anything negative which meant I didn't want to write anything at all so I yeah. completely understand why like you wouldn't want to write anything that you don't enjoy that much yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just a, re- a lot of fun to review this one like, as I say Sam I I re- just I've, I've written and I've not I've enjoyed the like the album or the EP or whatever but I don't I didn't have a lot of fun writing it if that makes sense hmm. whereas this one I m- probably listened to about I mean, how I review is I because I, I try and write something about every single track, and then, and by doing that, I like just listen to that same song over and over again, looking for things I like and like picking out lyrics or like cool guitar parts or whatever. So, yeah, and this one I must have spent a good two hours writing about and just had a really lovely afternoon doing it. So I wanted to tell more people about it that they've. I think their last three releases have all ended up on my end of year lists because just because they're a lot of fun. It's nothing like it's kind of throwbacky in like skate punk and it is really crude, a lot of it, and uses the C word a few more times than I'm probably comfortable with. But um, <laughs> but it's like it's it's not ever offensive, I didn't think, which I think is really probably quite hard to do in that, like to be like rude and crude, but also not offend people too much. Mm. and there's a lot of good messages on there as well like about like politics and social things and like there's a song called i should know this there's a song called close which is basically about uh their lead singer i guess on the whole band but uh, i think it's the lead singer's experience in particular jody like back in the early days of flangy panties i get the impression they used to take their clothes off a lot of shows and then mm. men are creepy so they stopped doing it and Tell me about it. Yeah. It's 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 insane. Like the 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 creepiness. Like I've never really experienced it that much um, because mainly I've gone to gigs with Nikki, so I'm usually like stuck by his side anyway. But I literally last night when I was at a funeral for a friend, someone this big guy literally grabbed me around my waist. It was like I was so like I had this split second where I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because you kind of you know your your partner's touch, you know how they would kind of like hold you and touch you or whatever. And this wasn't like Nikki's hand. And it was like really like right in the middle of my voice, really like, like really, really forceful. And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And then he walked off, like it's kind of like stormed off in front or whatever. I don't know whether he meant to move me out of the way or whether he was just being super creepy, but either way he shouldn't have done it. Because oh, he wouldn't, no. if I was a guy, he wouldn't have done that. Oh, um, I'm sorry that's happened. That's horrible. No, well, yeah, I know it sucks, but um, we got him kicked out after because we told we kind of grasped him up to the security guards. So I was like, you can't do that. Um, so um, yeah, it's it's mad. And I was, you know, it's not even a case a case of like what were you what were you wearing or whatever. But people do ask that, and I was just jeans and a t shirt. It's not a case of like taking my clothes off and, and guys being weird. It happens anyway. It's just it's insane, and it's uh, the fact that like she has to sing a song about the fact that she has to change her behavior just because she's a woman. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think in the review I wrote was like, like a, like a feminist anthem, which to be yeah. fair, when I sat down to review, it, I didn't expect to be writing those words, but <laughs> I think that's something that was really good about this album. It's fun, but if you dig down into it, there's a lot of like really good messages. So, or just yeah. call, or call it bullshit out like that. Um, but yeah, that's why I picked that one. Yeah. Everyone yeah. go listen to Flangy Pannies and then they're getting a big following and then they can come to England and then I can see them live. 
Yeah, it is a really catchy album. And like I said, it keeps you on your toes. It doesn't kind of um, get stale at any point, I don't think, does it? It's something different every song, even though it's still cohesive. So, yeah, good choice. I love it. I love it. I like because I put dollar signs of my album of the year for 2021. And I think if I'd have spent a bit more time with this one, that like I probably would have put Flangy Panny Tucking Woo as my album of 2021. Um, I find that like I'll find like I'll listen to albums months later in the next year and it's like oh I should have put that on even on the list never mind like my top choice you know yeah I mean I think I only really decided to review it because I've got I set myself a little rule for how I review now where at least one in three things I review I think needs to have either a woman or like a person of colour like a marginalised group just to have a bit more of a diversity in what I write so it's not all five white blokes playing guitars yeah there's a lot um, of that <laughs> so that's why a big reason why I reviewed this and like it sort of serves as a point there are a lot of really good bands who aren't your standard yeah five white blokes and guitars so yeah, yeah okay yeah so that was plenty I'll show it again because I've brought it up and it's cool. Like I think the, the cover kind of um, uh, is a good representation of kind of what the band's like, I guess, or what it sounds like on the first listen. So, yeah, it's cool. A lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, next one you sent over is Get Your Retaliation In First. Ah, uh, 3DBS Down, yeah. Um, so 3DBS Down, they've been a band forever now, but they've... Yeah, yeah. They've... That's, that's what I was thinking. I was reading the, what your, your article on it, and it's interesting because you wrote on there that They've been around since like the mid or early 2000s, but people might not have heard of them. And I hadn't heard of them until like you mentioned to me, mentioned them to me maybe like a year or two ago. Um, so it surprised me when I read the article. I was like, no way have they been around that long. <laughs> like, because I was going to, to those sorts of gigs around that sort of time. You think that even if I hadn't seen them, I would have heard about them and I hadn't. So, yeah, I never heard of them. I really, really heard of them. I, d- I didn't know them back in the back in the day. Like I sort of because I Paul, my good friend, B Sharp Paul, who gets mentioned in every bloody podcast. Um, <laughs> you get royalty. I, I should I should get something from him. <laughs> um, but yeah, he they're his favorite band of all time, and so he told me about them. And like he, of all the shows that like they have done over the years, like they've mostly been at New Cross Inn now because. Yeah because of Paul basically so I got into them because of him and then I like I liked them but I wasn't like desperate to listen to them if that makes sense yeah yeah but then I got sent the album early and then it was just like oh wow this is incredible so yeah but I, I, I'll, I'll show you the picture or the I got that one yeah. this is the uh LP they did like a interestingly the the top this is the top and this kind of really bugs me but it comes out that way oh oh that's really weird if you're listening it comes out from the top rather than the side the uh disc (laughs) that distinctive record coming out of the top instead of the side (laughs) yeah 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 um uh, really it really bugs me but uh, yeah just like it was I think I named it my album of 20 whatever it came out 2020 i've lost that. i don't understand dates anymore um everything's still 2020 in my head it moves doesn't it yeah but yeah it's called get your retaliation in first they did a um kickstarter thing originally for it so and i paid for the vinyl version 
And because yeah. that was just on a whim as well. Like, like I thought I help him out. I like I like collecting records. Paul doesn't usually steer me wrong with bands. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I got I got sent it early and I was just blown away. Like the harmonies, the mixes of styles, how it all flows, despite all sounding quite different. Like yeah, I, don't, I don't think many bands do a better three-part harmony than three DBS down. Yeah. Three Deebs down. I really should learn how to say their name. Probably should have done that before talking about them. I I would say Deeb. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I said the, the, the title of the, of the album. I was like, see what Colin says again. Um, so did this is obviously their first album in like is it thirteen years? Thirteen years, yeah. Have you listened to much that they did before then? And is there much of a difference? Do you think, or have they kind of stayed quite true to their sound? Because it's quite hard. Like you change over thirteen years. Um, it would be quite interesting to see like how similar the sound is between those the, the gaps of the albums. Uh, I've listened to. The bits that I don't think they had it all on Spotify at the time. I think it more it's more there now. Yeah. Uh, but there's like the harmonies are still there, like the pop punk slash star sort of style is still there. But I do think this is a really good like progression of what they've done in the past. I'm sure longtime fans will tell me otherwise, but that's music. It's all subjective. It's fun. Um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just every every track's a banger. They've stuck an eight minute long song on the end, and it's brilliant. Like usually for me, if I see a song that goes over for like four minutes, I'm like, Ugh. but there are quite a few longer songs on this as well. To be fair, and they, they don't outstay their welcome ever. Yeah, just a yeah. really good solid album. Like that, I wasn't expecting to hit me like it did. That's why I chose mm. it. Nice, good choice. Thank you. It's got really, really cool artwork as well. Share it again. Yeah, it's kind of like it's a cartoon of uh, I think it's like a I guess that's Death's hand shaking a guy a living man's hand with a um, I don't know what sort of snake that is. Adder, maybe Adder, maybe. Yeah, looks like the Adder from Farthingwood Friends in my head. Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> I've got like I've yeah I've got the. I've got a book with it on, literally over there. Um, weirdly, but it's all cartoon style. It's kind of you know. It's, uh, yeah, as I say, who did it? Not without yeah. going in the sleeves, but yeah, it's really good. Yeah. That also really showed our vintage. We started talking about Farby Good Friends. Oh <laughs> man, was, it traumatized me that scene with the hedgehogs on the motorway. Oh. Did you oh, ever have this? Like this? Did you ever have like the weekly magazine? Yeah, I've got the, them. Had, had the stickers. Yes, I've got the Colin. I've got them. I've, somewhere I'll take a photo and I'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> tag you. I also used to collect the figurines. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah, I used to collect those. Oh, Colin, I've got drawings like I just, a folder over there of like drawings I did when I was a kid and was in Fathomwood. I will I'll post it on Instagram later. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. good yeah, it's really good. They make cartoons like they used to. Oh, they don't. And it was I'm sure that's where like my love of animals came from. You know, watching that. Yeah. Lot. What a show! What a show! I've got the VHS somewhere as well. <laughs> that's just sad what I'm surprised about because like when I was younger my house burnt down so I'm surprised I've got so much stuff left it must have been after that I think that um, it, I watched it I guess I don't know anyway um, so yeah moving on from Annals of Hollywood and House Fires um, <laughs> uh, the next one you sent over was um, what both are one of our favourites um, Captain Asshole um, uh, album I haven't written the title down because uh, it was what? What an awful life! What an awful life! That's it. Yes. So I I know exactly why you. Fun. Yeah, I love I love Blair. this album. Um, 
like really quickly became one of my favorites as soon as you sent them over to me in a playlist and I heard um face him yo do the you high like that's one of my favorite songs now never mind like one of my favorite songs by Captain Asshole um really fun um fast punk rock with like plenty of gang vocals which I know you love as well so um yeah it's, it's such I think it's such a really good album and I can't wait for them to bring another one out now this year um sorry podcast turn that off that was me <laughs> um yeah so yeah why did you choose the album is um, it because it's your favorite of 2019 because there were quite a lot of good ones back then oh, 2019 was an incredible year for like uh, music wasn't it it was insane yeah. i think i've got two albums i picked from that year in this collection um, yeah so I remember like seeing them get announced for Hamburg Booze Cruise that year. I thought, oh, that's a stupid name. Yeah, and that's not... when you sent me the, the playlist. Like, yeah. what the? <laughs> and it's not because of the name. I wouldn't. I would have normally not really gone to listen to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. I, yeah. In my head, I'm an adult, and it's got a swear word, and I'm just like, Ugh. yes, Colin, exactly. I felt exactly the same. Exactly but... the same. Yeah, then I listened to you know, Max, a bass player, who's an absolutely wonderful human being, um, yeah. sent it to me. I thought, okay, I'll give it a listen. And on that day, I sat down to review it. I was, um, so I just lost someone who meant a lot to me and then work was shit. And it just, I was just having a really sort of terrible couple of weeks. Then I stuck this album on and I was just, I just cheered up. It was like, this is what I'm missing. I love yeah. this, every single thing about this is what I think. It's really good pop punk music. Yeah. So it just and I was so excited for it. I, like I've been telling everyone about it ever since. Like listen yeah. to this band, they're amazing. Like like we say, like I'm a massive fan of gang vocals. If there was ever an album that was just solidly gang vocals for ev- each and every song, I would yeah. love it. I yeah, don't think it would. I don't even <laughs> think it would grate on me a little bit. Um, but yeah, all the songs are really catchy. There's some good meaning in a lot of the songs. Uh, like I, I like that they have different things. Like uh, Manu sings most of the songs, but, but uh, Max sings some songs, and the old drummer Theo song had some verses, and it just it just works. Like it's just good fun, mm-hmm. and this really like opened a lot of doors for me to like checking out other like mainland Europe bands because I've said this so many times on this podcast, and just we don't give enough like time and respect to the bands in like mainland Europe which I think is stupid because there are so many really, really, really good bands. Yeah. And this kind of opened like the door for me to check out like bands like Surat, Sartorials, Helen Back, loads of other bands. Um, Shut Up, Twist Again, really, really good. Um, yeah, so I just love this album and I, I got to see them play once. At, I'm really excited to see them again when we go back to Hamburg Blues Cruise this year. No. Yeah, and punk rock holiday as well. If they're still on that, I think they should be. Um, they better be, or I'm kicking off. Um, <laughs> and you don't want to see my rage. <laughs> but yeah, I just love them, and I'm really excited for the new album to come out in a couple of months. And yeah, me too. The new the singles that they brought out, the songs they brought out so far are really, really good. Like yes. really good. Because I, I I was kind of a bit worried because. It always, whenever I, I feel like I've hyped up a band or I've really fallen in love with the band, I'm always a little bit cautious of when new music comes out because you always worry, is it going to be as good as that first album they brought out? 
Um, but honestly, like I, the songs that they've brought out the, this, over these the last like two months or so are so good, really, really good. Yeah, and not that I'm surprised, but it's just like it's just really nice just to be like, oh, see, I knew it, I knew they'd do it. <laughs> it's re- I think it's reassuring, isn't it? It's like really okay, we're not a one hit wonder kind of one album wonder, I suppose. Yes, yeah. you know, these this is a proper this is a proper band. I've hyped for good reason. I know what I'm doing when I'm yeah. recommending stuff. I know I know the quality. Um, of course, the articles coming. <laughs> yeah, you'd hope so by now. Um, yeah, I think the the new songs that they brought out, I think just it's. I, I love What an Awful Life, but I think it, from what I've heard so far, this new album could be even better than, than that. So yeah. it's hard to do. It's hard to, to, to come back with a second album that's better than the first. So, Do you yeah. know the date it is actually released? I I've don't. Been, I've been told, but I've completely forgotten. Max will tell me off. Um, I know it's <laughs> April. I know it's coming out on, is it a Spam? Spam. Okay, Spam, yeah. Excuse me. And uh, Say 10 Records in the States as well, so that's pretty cool oh wicked okay well as soon as pre-orders are up guess what yeah. i'm doing yeah <laughs> yeah Shall we order it together and save on postage <laughs> that's a really good idea actually right? yeah yeah let's do that okay this is probably admin for another time not for a <laughs> podcast but yeah we won't give my address out over the podcast but it's fine lara uh, wales <laughs> wales yeah <laughs> cool so yeah um the cover i'll just mentioned the cover again so I don't think I talked over it when you tried to talk <laughs> about it it's a photo of a guy in what looks like uh, I don't know is it like a hotel room or like an apartment um, with quite bare walls and he's just sitting at a table with his head in his arms like hunched over um, he's in his yeah, pants in his pants with some empty chairs around him he's having an awful life and he's just yeah probably thinking what an awful life yeah yeah, which is one of a line in um, No More Spanish Love Songs as well. At the end, he goes, what an awful life. But better. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that, the, is that the, the link then? Is that what it's named after, do you think? Or I'd assume they took the line and then decided that's a good album title, which it is. It is a good album so title, yeah. I, I like when you, bands use a lyric as an album title as well, rather than just like a song name or... yeah. Just so I hate self self-titled albums annoy me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's, la- it's lazy, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Captain Arsel, go, please go check them out. And um, because it's a pain for European bands to come here now, so make sure you love them, yeah. and maybe they will come over if they know they're going to play to people and not lose all of their money. Yeah, great band, great music, really, really nice guys as well. So, um, yeah. And their New videos album. as well, like the videos, uh, Manu makes all the videos and he's just incredible. Really? The videos are so good. Yeah, that's Manu. Ah, fair enough. Cool. Check them out. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. We'll move on to um, the Daily Dynamite. Holy shit. That's going oh, yes. back. 2016, I think this is going back to. Yes, the 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 greatest album of all time. Um, <laughs> again, this is I don't know yeah. what. Sorry. The, the, can you imagine if the words like because you can look at the, the cover and it's just got holy shit in really massive letters. Can you imagine if they replaced like the Hollywood sign with that? That'd be amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I, that's how I feel. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I, abs- this, like I said, this is the greatest album of all time in my opinion. And whenever someone says to me, like, they want a new new music 
more often than not, I will go with this album. Okay. Because ev- ev- like it's just like gruff, angry sort of folk punk, I guess is the best way of putting it. Like Davey like, normally plays just acoustically, but in this one he's uh, done, gone full band and it's just incredible from the very start. Like yeah. it came out at the very, very end of 2016. Like after I'd done like our end of year list and stuff. Um, I think there was only a few of us doing it back then. The team has grown. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and no, it just, I, I think it like Dying Scene had a stream of it and I just randomly, I'll, I'll click it and play and listen. And I was just like, like holy shit, this is amazing. Um, yeah, I just love it. Like every single song has like a really good message behind it or like makes you think. Um, like you can learn a lot from all the, the songs, which I always really enjoy. Like, yeah. You, like there's a message and you can like makes you think. Like I've I've lost count of how many times I've probably listened to this over the years and there's still just different things I hear and I'm just like, I yeah. relate to this, which is kind of sad because a lot of the stuff he talks about is like rubbish things happening in the world. And the fact like six years later and it almost or five and a half years this came out and we're still having to talk about these things is kind of sad but the way that they um articulate everything in the lyrics it's just everything ah oh, i love this album so much i don't think i can do it justice for with my words how good i think it is just go and listen to it like <laughs> yeah, baby's a really really lovely guy as well like he's given us a song for our uh, next comp we're doing which i haven't announced yet but it's coming Ooh. we're getting there but i think i don't think in my opinion there's a better lyricist in the world than like davy wow so, like and i like I, I worship at the church and like yeah i think Chaz palmer williams is incredible but davy blows him away um yeah i don't know what else to say about it have you listened to it i've I haven't probably listened to it. I kind of had it on in the background, but I haven't like fully, fully listened to it. I just kind of had it on to get used to it for for this. But since you're bigging it up so much, I'll have to go back and give it a go. It's like that <laughs> album. Like everyone, I think you like when you don't know what to listen to. This is more often not the one I pick to listen to. I'm like, I'm gonna listen to something. What should I listen to? Davy Dynamite. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give that because I have been feeling that lately. I've kind of been like, I don't really want to listen to what I've been listening to lately. I wanted something different. So yeah, okay. I'll give it another go today. Like I yeah. I genuinely think they should be one of the biggest like aims in punk music. And the fact yeah. that not that many people, especially over here, seem to know about him. I know my my good pal uh, Brian Kinnear of Instagram fame. He's a big fan. Is it um Chicago? Or yes. is it oh, yeah, okay. they're based in Chicago, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just it's just incredible. Go and listen to it. Just I, I would suggest just stopping this podcast now and go and listen to it, to be honest. The lyrics are on Bandcamp as well. So if you want to listen and like read the lyrics to really, I think to get the full holy shit experience, that's the yep. way to go. Like the song Gods at the end. Ah, oh, such a good album, everything. Just listen to it. I don't know what else to say about it. Just go and listen to it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. I will go and listen to it after this, actually. I'll listen to it again. I think I might. Yeah, the listening party. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the next one you sent me over was Call Me Malcolm. Yes. Um, and it was 2018, I think. Yes. Um, 
yeah so um, i think so could be 70 could be 18 who cares yeah could be either i think i just saw a date on the thing and i was like eh, 2018 that's it <laughs> that's, that's gonna bug me now i've got to find out where is it uh yeah i posted it on march 16th 2018 cool so, yeah, awesome 2018 um yeah this so is like, like... lots of ska punk um uh, i know that you love ska punk anyway so um it's expecting a few on here which is Really cool. Uh, lots of influence, lots of uh, references to the band's sort of influences, I suppose, as well in the in the review. Like mm. Less Than Jake, Real Big Fish, Goldfinger, but also like a bit of skate punk put in there as well. Um, yeah, and I, there's a quote that I've written down that I really like that you wrote, which made me laugh this morning when I reread it. It's uh, even though it's like we're talking about the the interlude type song. I didn't write down the name of it, um, but you've put. Even though the song feels like an interlude, there's absolutely no reason not to be skanking like your life depends on it. Yeah. But that just really made me laugh. It's <laughs> like, yes, I can just I kind of see you in the living room just kind of like, yeah, getting it's, your two tone on. That's true. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> this isn't out on uh, vinyl yet, so I can't do my show and tell. Oh, okay. but it's actually, it's being, it is being released. You can order it from their shop. Like yeah, Emma and I have ordered a copy each because both both uh, splatters are incredible, and we're super fans of Call Me Malcolm. I'm also wearing my t-shirt today. What they did uh, for the music venue trust. Um, but yeah, this album, this is like another one. Like Paul, like I'd seen Call Me Malcolm a couple of times before this album came out, and like I enjoyed them, but I'd never quite. I wasn't super fan yet. Yeah, which I think yeah. is the case for a lot of people, to be fair. And then like Paul, who's like. I think in my head he's basically their manager um slash extra band member who never goes on stage with them um he's their ben Carr, but just as promo rather than dancing um but um yeah so he's like you've got to listen to this like it's come like i thought all right i'll give it a listen and i kind of expected it like he's said he's their friend he's gonna big it up and i listened to it and i was like wow this is like this is the band taking this not just them to a whole new level, but like, like the UK ska punk scene at the time is just mm. taking it up a notch. This is gonna really turn some heads, and it did. And yeah, like I remember reviewing it, and every song just being like, "Wow, it just keeps getting better and better." Yeah, and yeah, you can can... Sort of see, sorry, sorry. you can sort of see from like what's happened since it came out how much of a like a stepping stone this album was for them. Like, yeah. Yeah, we we can um, go into a bit more detail if you like when we talk about the in defense of UK Scar article. Yeah, um, uh, that you that you wrote, which uh, was recently wrote as well, which is a really good article. Um, yeah, cool. So I think that's all I've kind of written for them. But I kind of you've answered a few of my questions actually that I was going to ask was oh, of when. I'm sorry. Like, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's leaves me talking. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so seeing as there's like no album, we can't like. No, no um, record artwork. We can't really talk about that. So we'll move on to the next one, which I think cool. is the last album that you've got up yes. there, um, which is also one of my favourite ones. And yeah, 2019 again, absolutely banging them out. You've got Burnt Tapes, Never Better. And what a great debut album. Yeah, they've like smashed it out of the park on it. Like I've been following, here's the album artwork. Um, yeah, I've like, been following like the burnt tapes around the same time like like i started doing collins punk rock world so it's like they've sort of just i've been able to like witness and kind of document their growth as they've gone along it's been really cool to see and 
seeing them like this album when they released again i got an early couple copy and there are heroes and sent lyrics as well because all mm. bands when you send me stuff please send lyrics it makes it so much easier um and it makes a difference i think it helps you understand like the songs as well exactly. and, and what the singer was, was going through and with a band like burnt tapes as well i think it's important to have the lyrics because it's quite emotionally charged mm. but i just really like when i was reviewing it like because i like have a history with the band and like their older releases like their first ep and the ones that they, they now call demos but i think should be classed as eps because i still think they're really really good um, yeah yeah but they have so many like little easter eggs hidden in the songs for like their past releases and i just so i was sat reviewing it and reading the lyrics and just having a lovely time being a really big burnt tapes nerd basically and <laughs> oh yeah this is a callback to alterations and oh yeah Broken teeth. They love broken teeth. They always talk about broken teeth. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just again, it's just an album that I think uh, gained them a lot of really good attention. Just like the uh, Call Me Malcolm one. Um, like they had like before the world broke, there some American dates booked, and they were going to go conquer over there. And they toured Europe a bunch of times, and just a really, really good band who worked really hard and are just really nice people. And yeah, I just had a really it's one of these albums when I was reviewing it, I'm like, people are going to absolutely lose their mind to this. Like, because again, it's just like they've taken a huge step up in like what they're doing and you see the progress and it's just really nice to see. Yeah. And the, the lyrics are, are really good. Like the, the, the writing is really well done as well. Like it's, um, it's very, um, you can kind of sometimes like talking about like the broken teeth thing, you can visualize kind of, yeah. what he's thinking about even though it's not uh even though it's not like quite literal i don't know how to explain it but it's 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 so well written it really is a really really good album i totally get what you yeah, i could remember i think it was mpf 2018 must have been because this came out in 2019 but we were at uh, the bread shed and we're about to watch forever unclean and tone their bass player was there so we sort of went and had a hug and sort of said hello so we all love tone. And he was sort of, I was sort of saying, oh, the other boys here. And he said that uh, Phil and Pan were actually at home writing the next album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is exciting. And then, <laughs> I, then I was quite kind of questioned, why aren't you there? But, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I got to hear like they were working on an album quite far in advance. Because tone is a blabbermouth, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so then the, the, I had like probably over a year's worth of anticipation for it coming. And then it finally oh, came. And it was just like, yes, this is the best. Well done, boys. Like, this has really, really easily been my number one album of 2019 as well. It's such a coin flip between this and uh, Captain Arsal. Both are really great. They both should yeah. probably play some shows together. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, come I, to Wales, both of you. Because <laughs> uh, I have to go to Wales as well then. Come, come to... I mean, don't go to Bedford. I'll go to New Cross. Um, you can meet somewhere. Yeah, that's fine. I can do New, that. New Cross is in the middle. You, you can yeah. fly. You can fly. Um, <laughs> the cool. Captain asked, I've got to fly from Germany. You can fly, fly from Wales. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <I'm> good. <laughs> but yeah, they're incredible band. If you're, if you're listening to this, you probably, you're probably friends with them, to be fair. Um, yeah. 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 Kind of grown. I've seen their name around a lot more on Instagram over the last kind of year or two, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, 
Awesome. Good choice. It's a great band, yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're the, all the albums I album reviews I picked. I think they're my sixth favorite ones I've done for various reasons. Yeah, they're um, good choices. I can see why you chose them. Um, Boone Tapes, obviously, and, and um, Captain Asshole are my favorites, not just kind of of the ones you've chosen, but generally some of my favorites anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll go on to because you sent me over three articles that you've written. Um, Before we do that, shall we do an advert for Tilda Fest? Oh, yes, of course as, we can. As we're talking about burnt tapes. Yeah, that's a good point. You can do. Sorry, I've just slipped into hosting duties. No, do it. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, good of me. So shall we go down the lineup and we do yes. just we just do a line each because I forgot Ollie added a load of new bands and I've forgotten which are old, which are new. So we're just going to read them all out. Uh, shall yes. I go with the first line and then you'll take the next? Yeah, that's cool with me. Cool, that's good because on the fourth line there's a band I definitely don't know how to pronounce. Um, that be yours. So, oh God, you get me back for the album names and band <laughs> names. Try to catch you out on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you got Lightyear and Crazy Arm. And then we've got Filament, Nervous, and The Restarts. Then Inner Terrestrials and Ducking Punches. Then Agnosi. Ag- I, I don't know. Agnosi. Agnosi. Someone will correct us, I'm sure. Um, Burnt Tapes, Chaz Palmer-Williams, and The Human Project. And you've got Scrounge, The Dub Writers, Spoilers, Faintest Idea, and Goober Patrol. Uh, Youth Avoiders, Triple Sunday, Intenable, Nosebleed, and Fair Dues. Then Harker Havat, uh, <laughs> Dean McMullen, who's the guitarist in Muncie Girls, uh, Hell's Ditch, Grey Market, I Feel Fine, and Incisions. Uh, Fun Bag, Homonym, I Said Goodbye, Left for Dead, Luna Maisonette. Uh, Making Friends, Misfortune Cookie, Nexo, Old Chase, Gareth James, Other Half. Uh, Resuscitators, Rochambeau, Rough Guts, Ian McGrath, Sniff, Early Flights. Feeble Strength, Tim Loud, oh Christ, uh, Uzumaki, We, we <laughs> Bless This Mess, Clobber and Filthy Militia. Uh, I guess that's Heist and Closed Hands. Yeah, so it's stacked. Absolutely. It is. Very excited to see Goo Patrol. Hopefully this year they can make it. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think out of all of them, I'm most excited, I think, for um, Burnt Tapes. Because um, I'm getting to see them in Bristol. So we're going to booze, the Booze Cruise in Bristol anyway. So you'll see them there. But yeah, really looking forward to them. Yeah. The lineup's good. Like, I wasn't expecting anything less, to be honest. Obviously, it was going to be a good kind of lineup, but really good. Yeah, like Ollie is... A- pulling it out there or hitting it out of the park already and I think there's more to come which yeah mad I'd have this is a weekend in itself isn't it just looking at that lineup yeah it is it is yeah so yeah that's uh till the fest two which is happening in October on the dates that are hidden on this page somewhere <laughs> where's it going 14th to 16th October yeah yeah oh which is happening at the Amersham Arms and uh, New Cross Inn and the Pie House and on here it's got the um, Bird's Nest as well. I don't know what's happening at the Bird's Nest. But that wasn't there last year, was it? No, I don't know if they've added another venue for it or they're just having food there or... Yeah. But yeah, that's another South London venue. Never actually been there. I've heard good things. So. Apparently yeah. they do a banging roast. That's what I've heard. 
if that's your thing. You could go do that all year round. Yeah, <laughs> tickets are on um, Dice, so get some. It's a really fun time. Best weekend yeah. of 2021 by some stretch. Yeah, I think I had a really great time. Really, really good time. I was glad to go home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we stayed for sponge and almost died. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dying after filming for a friend last night. Jesus. We kind of got home at one. And then because we were away, Suki was like, our cat was, I don't know, she, I think her routine was out of sync as well, because I like, usually we're home. And so she was like trying to come in the bedroom where she shouldn't be coming into the bedroom, like scratching the door, sitting outside like meow, meow. Um, which she doesn't usually do, so I'm, I'm quite tired today. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to so. keep meowing for your Instagram. No. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were recording. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, till the fest. Everyone go. Everyone go. We're going. We had a great time. It was good fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, so we'll start on the articles then that you sent over. Um, the first one, I haven't actually written any notes for, but I thought it would be quite cool to just have like a – it's going to sound really pretentious, but like a, a organic chat about it, I guess. Okay. The whole like Colin doesn't drink um, article because I find it really, I find it really interesting because we've talked before briefly about why. Um, and I think we have the exact same experiences with that regard, but we've got very different approaches to it. Like I do drink. I love a drink. I love lots of drinks. Um but you've then gone down the other line, even though you kind of ha- we've both had the same sort of start point. You've kind of gone down the whole, well, I'm not going to drink. Um, and I think it's, I find it amazing. I've always been in like awe of people who, who can go to social events and not drink, which makes me sound like I've got a bit of a problem, but I haven't. It's just like to, I'm, I think I've just got used to like having a drink when I go out as well. I think that's part of it. But um, I just, I just find it amazing that, you can, someone can just go and not drink or and has never drunk. It must have been so hard when you were like when all of your friends were drinking and going out and stuff. I can't imagine like the pressure you must have had um, to, to, to have a drink because uh, I'm Nikki's never smoked. I used to smoke and I stopped smoking when I was I did a brief. My brief career in smoking was 18 to 21. <laughs> um, Nikki's never smoked, but he does drink. But he would say the like massive pressure he'd get he doesn't get it now because he's obviously he's 40 so he doesn't he doesn't have that pressure but when he was a teenager um and then you know in his 20s so many people would be like this is before the smoking ban as well so he's smoking doors people be like oh why aren't you smoking you should smoke once you have one drag you know you'll be addicted and blah 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 and uh he just like he, d- he didn't understand like why people felt the need to try and pressure people into doing something they didn't want to do just because they were doing it and he wasn't so and that's smoking and drinking i think is it would have been even harder because more people drink than smoke i think so especially out yeah, yeah. um right now it took me a long time like i should like pre- like i i wrote the when i wrote the article the thing i've sort of thought about doing for a very long time because it is like people do find it honestly weird but it's unusual. Different. Yeah, different, unusual. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I get, a, I do, I do used to get a lot of questions like, oh, why don't you drink, blah, blah, blah. And it did get quite annoying um, because it's not their business. But, and then I, I mean, I'm like me, I, I'm happy to talk about it. I won't name like the reason why I don't yeah. drink because, right, 
bring the tosser up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm kind of like, I found it hard for a very long time to do like that kind of socializing because it was a lot of pressure on Rick and I've, and I, and I sort of thought about it and I thought that did like stunt my growth as an adult and like, with like socializing and just experiencing things. So, yeah. I, and then I sort of, as I've got more comfortable and found like the sort of punk scene, which is weirdly not like everyone drinks or lots of people drink. And um, I'm around, like when I go to gigs, obviously I'm around drunk people, I'm around bars, but I've got to yeah. the point now where I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm super comfortable if people want to drink. That's up to them, isn't it? It's, it's cool. Just don't force it on other people. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of wanted to write an article about it. And I think it got a, it got a really nice reception from people. And like a few people come and spoke to me about it, which was nice and sort of said kind of like, thanks for saying what you said. And yeah, yeah. So that, I'm really quite proud of like how it was received because I was uh, like with the, with the not drinking thing I did like that did make life hard for me for a long time for yeah and it really shouldn't have yeah it's I think Britain's got like a very unusual and different um, relationship with drinking culture than pretty much anywhere else especially when we would have been growing up because like the whole like drinking thing was the drinks were cheap here there were loads of drink offers on it was expected if you're a teenager to go out and get not just like have a drink go out and just get absolutely steaming yeah. which i did plenty of times but like um yeah your article doesn't come across as like preachy or anything like that it is literally just you reflecting on what you think it, it's it's kind of what an impact you think it's had on you yeah um yeah. because it is very easy to uh uh, for it, that sort of thing to come across as like, um, oh, I'm better than you because I don't drink. And that's not at all how y'all's concerned. I, I have seen other people that are like that, um, which isn't the right attitude to have because then you're becoming the person who's like, well, why aren't you drinking? Oh, it's weird, you know, because then it becomes the other way around. Um, but yeah, your apple is very like balanced and fair and just self-reflective more than anything, I think. Oh, thank you. No, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm in, honestly, like I said, I'm in awe of anyone who does it because I, I, I like drinking. It's a big part of my, my family, whether it's in a good way or in a, in a bad way. Um, and I did go sober for six months in 2020. Um, but that was just because all the pubs were closed. <laughs> uh, not like we did, we did dry January and it just kind of went on until like June or July. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, like done it since i tried dry january this year it lasted two weeks <laughs> well done yeah so but i think it's as long as everyone's respectful of each other right i mean as long as there aren't people going you know you shouldn't drink blah 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 and then there also aren't people on the other side absolutely steaming ruining an experience for somebody um because that still happens unfortunately it is mostly younger people i find because i used to be like that when i was younger um but i noticed it last night there were quite a few people who were they're not going to remember the gig they were that drunk they're not going to remember the nights i think like with especially now things are sort of going back to sort of some sort of normality yeah like people aren't used to like the like the etiquette i suppose of a gig and like how holding your drink properly and because you're not yeah i guess because you're out of the habit and also there's the excitement because it's not something you're always doing like you like you might have done two years ago 
Well, what I will say is you don't see a lot of people throwing cups of water at people. It's mostly half cans of beer getting thrown around, ah. which is really fucking annoying. One hit me in the back yesterday. Oh, Christ. That's my, got- my biggest thing I hate about going to like big gigs is like, you know, when like a band will start or something will kick in and like the song and everyone's got like a, a yeah. cup or a glass of, and just launch it into the air. And yeah. Oh, God. Like, one. You can- if you want to, if you want to waste your money, just give it to me. Um, I know, I know, and I paid. I, I bought. Um, I didn't like any of the beers they had. They say I had a double vodka and coke, nearly seven pounds, seven pounds in fucking Cardiff. Come on, stop that. But yeah. I didn't throw it around. But I'm just thinking. I wonder how much the beer would have cost. And it's just, it's mental. And yeah. um, the cans being thrown around, the floors getting stinking. My, I luckily I bought a, a t-shirt because like otherwise I'd be walking around with a my t-shirt being stinking of beer which you know it hasn't done for a long time so yeah yeah it's really annoying so i think there's just there's two sides of it and your article is very much in the middle very fair i'm glad you said it wasn't come across as preachy because that was always like a really big it still is a really big worry i have whenever i talk about like drinking because obviously i don't that's what i say you do what you like because we are when we in, in the next podcast which we've already recorded we were talking about like it's like our MPF preview. And we're talking about like ways to like survival tips eventually for the whole weekend. And me and Dan are on there. Both of us don't drink. And we're just like, don't drink too much. And then it just, but I was just really worried about easy for me to say. Um. Yeah, no, but it's a good point because um, it's, it, it's more, it's not just, if you drink too much, you you could ruin it for somebody else because you will not be in control of your behaviour. Um, it's also like you don't want to feel like shit the next day and and, and miss out on stuff that yeah. you would have enjoyed. That's mm-hmm. something that I've learned as I've gotten older. <laughs> you can ruin your own day as well, can't you? So. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you know, you do stupid shit online or whatever, you know. So it's uh, it's it's kind of that drink responsibly thing. Um, even though I mostly don't. <laughs> <laughs> definitely drink too much but um but when I'm out now when I'm out at gigs and things I I am like aware like I'm way more aware now that I'm older on how my behavior is affecting other people which I didn't before I think it's something you get as you grow older anyway um I was talking to uh Paul fucking Paul again that guy <laughs> um we were talking about how much money I spent on tickets at New Cross over the years a lot yeah. and um we were sort of, he was saying they've just moved office it's like oh yeah you paid for our sofa <laughs> and um and then he sort of said to, to be fair you spend a lot on tickets but you don't really spend that much at the bar because obviously i don't mm. drink or just like get a coke and then i don't want to have the whole night of coke so i just i just have water then i just feel better then i was like oh yeah i probably don't really help the venue that much and that i'm not putting much behind the bar so yeah I was, I was feeling a bit bad but what can i do oh come on you do- <laughs> <Loads>. <laughs> yeah I'll tell you what, then, Colin, we make up for it. Next time we're, we're both at New Cross, I'll buy myself two pints. All right. <laughs> and one's for you. Uh, all that you're putting the money behind. So Does that yeah. come across as drinking responsibly? Especially you no. don't have to drink them. But, well, that's uh, not you. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, I did actually go on uh, Sarah's uh, Shout Louder podcast and spoke about quite more in-depthly about the whole not drinking thing. If you want to ever listen to that, it's on the internet somewhere spotify soundcloud wherever else she puts it yeah 
yeah definitely it's um, an interesting take because I mean when I was younger I was out drinking going to gigs drinking my friends were all drinking so it's I didn't meet someone my own age who didn't drink until I was about 19 um I know that's like oh well you can only drink from 18 I was buying cider when I was 15 like from this shop on the high street called MC Superstore and clearly underage buying like flagons of cider and the guy who ran the off license would kind of just put it in a Tesco bag uh, and he's like if anyone asks where you got it from you got it from Tesco <laughs> so uh, and then you go down the skate park and just like and drink or whatever but um I mean I had a good solid three or four years of, of you know all my friends drinking as well before I met someone my own age who was like yeah I don't drink which I did find at the time weird because like all my friends did it yeah, yeah. my group of friends like my three best friends who remain my three best friends like now we're they're all very like we just hang out in one of our houses and play, play games and not go yeah. and do the whole drinking in the park thing anyway yeah so that's probably why it was maybe easier for me to not drink because I wasn't in the environment yeah it, it could be it could be um yeah I, th- I think you're right actually because it's everyone pretty much everyone around me like likes to have a drink so I just do like I've tried I've thought before like oh I'm gonna just go sober like completely um not through any sort of like like reason it's more just a I think it would be better for my health overall if I just didn't drink but um then I just think more I'm like I honestly the reason why I wouldn't is just because I think it would just be too hard like socially um yeah so all the credit to you. I think it's amazing. Well done. Yeah. I'd say, like, before we move on to the next article, because we've spoken a lot about this now, I've just, like, over the last couple of years, I know a lot of, like, people in the punk scene have stopped drinking, and it's been, like, really cool to, like, to see people realise you can still be a punk or whatever, and... And sort of a good time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, like if you are thinking about not uh, stopping drinking... And you're worried about being the only one, you're not. There are other folk and yeah. they're willing to like talk to you. Like if anyone wants to talk to me about not drinking, I'm all ears. I'll reach out. I'll be awkward as fuck, but I'll try my best. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, very good article, worth reading and um, very fairly written. Well done. Cool. So we will go on to the next one I've got, which is um, the article you wrote in defense of UK Scar, which was. Not so much in response to, but it was, I guess, inspired by the book in defense of Scar. Um, is it Aaron Ken's Keynes? I think. Um, yeah. Um, I think like it was a good, it, it was worth writing that article. I think the book is worth writing as well. Um, Scar gets such a bad rep, um, but it's, I don't know why, because it's got such a rich history musically. There's been so many different waves of it. Um and it's so like it's cross cultures, it's cross countries, it's over the world. It's got like such like deep rooted history. Um, but I do I understand that some of it like nowadays, especially a lot of it can be a bit campy and a bit silly and a bit um, comical sometimes. Like real big fish are like really guilty of doing that. I think sometimes. Um, I love that though. I'm more than happy for a stupid song. It's yeah, supposed to be fun. <laughs> It's supposed to be fun, right? And I think in the scale of like music, I think Scar gets an unfair like bashing, like completely unfair slamming, um, because 
I think there are so many bands that don't get listened to because they, some people just have this preconceived idea of what a scar is, um, which is usually wrong. Um, but yeah, so what else is there right here? Um, yeah, this, this, you've written here that you are um, not so much trying to, quote, convince people that scar is cool, because I think most of us know it's probably not. And I mean, I don't think we've ever really said that it is cool. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know anyone, any of my friends who's been into Scar who said that it, it has made them cooler, <laughs> given them cool points. Um, but it's more like the idea of how, like, there's always been like a Scar scene in the UK and it hasn't really gone away. Um, and going back to the Call Me Malcolm album that we were talking about earlier, it just seems to be kind of getting boosted, if anything. Um, nowadays, especially in London, I think. I think there's, there's quite quite a lot going on in London. There's not much here in South Wales. There used to be, um, but there isn't so much anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the London thing is, again, that poor guy clinging on to youth and just <laughs> keeping the scene going. Um, <laughs> but no, that's why I wrote the article, just because, like, I think, because last year we took a quite a like, two, three, four month break from Connors Punk Rock World, just because I'd done it for a long time. I needed a rest. Um, yeah. Uh, and like in that sort of time, Jeff Rosenstock released Scar Dream, mm-hmm. and like all the bad time bands were like people were getting excited about them, and there was just this whole idea that Scar was back, and it really yeah. bugged me because Scar never went away. Yeah, and that's what the article sort of stemmed from. I wanted to sort of shine a light on the like all the different eras and sort of like we've had because we've. Like the UK is a tiny, tiny island in the middle of a of a sea that I probably should know the name of. But who cares? Um, yeah. It's blue. It's water, isn't it? <laughs> it's all, they're all connected. Um, <laughs> but so I wanted to say to write about that and to shine a light. And I think the UK scar scene is incredible, and it needed a lot of love. Yes, yeah. and it's like I think I wrote in the article like it's cool to see like more festival lineups like the bigger festivals like like the mpfs and your rebellions having more and more scar on their stage and all these b- bands coming through and like what P- pook is doing with pook out records and like really helping mm. bands get their music out to more people and obviously all the b sharp stuff and chris fishlock in bristol puts on great scar shows and yeah it's just yeah scar never died and it never will hopefully um yeah, I think you're right, Paul. I don't think, I think because, like, I mentioned earlier with, like, the the kind of the heritage of, of the music, I think it will always be around, like, this whole, like, new tone thing coming around now, which is kind of, like, really pulling on the original roots of the of, of Scar. And apparently as well, which I didn't realise, Scar came before reggae, which people don't seem to um, want to accept, <laughs> but yeah. it did. But, yeah, um, it might need checking because I read it on a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, CD cover but um, yeah uh, I think I think it will be around for a while especially kind of with this whole regeneration of the original two-tone sound um, which is kind of my favorite type of scar like I love that kind of um, more kind of dub stuff as well I really like um, but I'm also I'm just as guilty as like thinking that it had that scar had gone but then again I stepped away from the quote-unquote scene for a number of years because I just didn't have um i just wasn't enjoying it anymore um so i think that's just because i stepped away from it i just assumed that it had stopped which is kind of weird like 
for you to have but because i wasn't there i wasn't and this is before like social media really as well so it was quite easy to well before instagram anyway so it was quite easy to just think everything had stopped because i wasn't keeping up to date with it so yeah your article was really cool to kind of be like oh yeah no it's still there (laughs) always has been never went away (laughs) i think i was quite lucky in that I my like my sort of local ve- I say local venue it's two hours away um, but is like New Cross Inn like which is basically the home for sort of scar punk plus you had the underworld doing like um, hidden talent mm-hmm. booking they've always put on like a big scar Christmas show and had all like led like UK bands come along for that so I was sort of in an area where there wasn't a lot of scar shows still going on yeah i don't know if they were all over the country i know like obviously tns in manchester when they started they put out a lot of different ska bands and you're getting bands like lightyear king prawn sponge all those bands like when they do play shows they always get really big crowds still yeah even like when like the likes of less than jake and real big fish come over goldfinger they played to massive crowds on like a tuesday night so how yeah the idea that people were saying scar is dead is just yeah, I, I think uh, you're right. And Les and Jake, obviously, when I last saw them in 2019 um, at Punk and Drublick, and we just kind of had, we, we didn't buy the tickets for Les and Jake. We bought them for, um, uh, to, we wanted to go to the Bomb Pops, basically. Bomb Pops, obviously, were, were very good. Um, but honestly, the band that blew me away the most was Les and Jake. And I can't count the amount of times I've seen them. I've seen them so many times. But it's like, they just seem to be, getting better as they get older i don't know what they're doing they're they're just getting better and better at life really like you can watch it it's like they're amazing like we weren't expect we just thought it was going to be oh oh it's less than jake we'll go watch them again i suppose but it was really really good really good and they are one of my favorite bands anyway you know so um, like with less than jake like they've matured with their audience as well they're like i don't know back in the day they'd do more sort of silly stuff on stage and yeah, I yeah. Think they've realised their audience is sort of now sort of well, their bulk, their main core hardcore fans are all in like their thirties and yeah, we're all old now. Yeah, we they, they, they <laughs> don't want the getting people on stage to kiss or what the nakedness, whatever nonsense happens. Same with Lightyear, they don't get naked anymore because no, they they, they've realised the t- times have changed. Times have changed. Yes, they have. Thankfully, yes. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, Scar at a festival as well always goes down well. Yeah. It's just a fun, yeah. like, good, like, like, were they the only Scar band on the Pumpkin Droblick tour that year? I can't remember. <laughs> and the Interrupters are on there as well, weren't they? They weren't when we were in France, because we went to France. Okay. So we didn't, yeah, we didn't, I think, our line that they were the only Scar band, I think. Yeah, I think it, we went to the uh, Hatfield Slam Dunk version of it, and they had the Interrupters as well. But I think having those two scar bands on the just a really nice palette cleanser for all the shouty punk rock stuff it's just yeah really yeah, nice. def- yeah you're right it has its place in a festival lineup for sure yeah scar scar's not dead and scar is not dead <laughs> cool all right Thanks. so we're on to the last one um now um so kind of going off the like the not drinking and sort of like accepting people's uh, you know, uh, choices for you know for their personal reasons or whatever um we go on to your article um punk in 2018 um which is the the overall kind of theme i got from it was um just don't be a dick like be be a nice person and like be respectful of other people um 
Yeah, so that's let me just have a look at my notes, um, professional notes that I can't read now because that's a lot of what my um, articles tend to end up being. Just don't be a dickhead. Still, well, it is, <laughs> and I've written, I've written down here like, um, like for me, like my whole thing is obviously like it's the quote that you've put at the end really sums it up, which is punk rock used to be about smashing the system, and now it's about fixing it. It's absolutely right because for me, it's like it's not so much about that anarchy and blah 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 or whatever that it used to be because ultimately, I don't think it is anymore. I think people might think otherwise, but it's more now being like the best person you can be and that doesn't necessarily have to be you have to be the best at your job and you have to be the best at this and you have to be the best it's just about you doing the best you can to be a good person and to be good to other people and to support people you know it's easier to I think it's easier to to you know build people up than to um to kind of insult them and bring them down and drag them down um and ultimately it's just a nicer way to live isn't it yeah I think so um that's my kind of overall analysis of the article <laughs> yeah. so I, yeah. I, I wrote it in like sorry what made you write it i wrote it in like the aftermath you know when like no fx played vegas that time and i think melvin and fat mike made horrible jokes about the um shooting that happened in vegas at the country yes. festival and then that rightly got them in a lot of trouble yeah and, and then like the punk internet sort of groups all just exploded and had a lot of arguing and just yeah it kind of stemmed from that because I just got really fed up of people arguing all the time about punk music like it's important to a lot of us but is it worth having spending your time arguing with a stranger on the internet about really yeah yeah I always think no effects it's it's stupid (laughs) yeah like it should be about uniting it should and, and fighting the man not like infighting and just bickering and just turning into silly insults and like every single book i think the 99 percent of like groups on like the internet about punk music are just horrible places to be in yes no, i agree with you and uh, honestly that's what i mentioned earlier about how i stepped away from like the scene for a while it's because it, i just couldn't be asked with the drama like it's i think whether because i'm older now or whether it's changed or what like it's a much nicer place to be in but I just couldn't stand like being around a lot of the, not so much the people, but like I found it a very unwelcoming place a lot of the time um, when I was younger. So yeah, unfortunately, I do think as it's uh, like the, the whole thing has like the years have gone on, the whole thing has become more accepting and more, more diverse, which is good. Um, yeah, definitely. Because my my big problem with it was I found like I th- we talked about it briefly when we did the kind of the women's um, international Women's Day podcast, like the whole bro culture of it. It's a lot less now, but it was like a real struggle when I was younger. And I think that's kind of still been in the back of my mind. And that's part of the reason why I was kind of pushed it. But I kind of pushed away from it, I suppose. Yeah, I certainly noticed like that the whole bro culture, especially when you go to like a bigger gig. Yes. Like like an academy gig rather than just like a pub DIY gig. Yes, you definitely. can always tell which one's person's going to be a dickhead because they've oh. got backwards cap. If it's yeah. the summer, they'll have a vest on and have their muscles out. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, we're going to stay away from him. He's going to annoy me. Yeah, we go to the other side of the room. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the way, but um, yeah. yeah. But that article, I think, again, it, I was expecting so much hate when I wrote that, which I mm. think like when I posted it I basically sort of said like I, the title is going to be yeah I put punk in 2018 
this column is going to get me abuse because I was really, really expecting it. And I was I was really, really worried about sharing it as well because I expected to, and I couldn't be bothered with abuse. But yeah. like, I only know of one bit of like bad like feedback that it got, which was really nice. Yeah. And then like, but that, but that guy doesn't like me anyway for whatever reason. Because I really, no, so it doesn't count. It's fine. No, oh, the reason is I didn't want to review his band because I didn't like him, um, and I didn't want to spend time doing it, and he didn't like that. But um, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. But like that was like then like just friends just really backed me up anyway, which was really nice. That made me feel good. Um, but yeah, because yeah. there was just so much arguing for no reason on the internet, not even just in music, everything. Yeah, like I was like I'm a Crystal Palace fan, and I hate like the Crystal Palace, like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, just because it's, again, people arguing all the time. Like, we yeah. support the same thing here. Why are you arguing? Also- yeah, I find that with, like, kind of um, the football world as well. Like, I'm not really that immersed in it as much as, I like, you are, but um, I see it all the time, all the time. And sometimes, like, the people with the loudest voice have the stupidest opinions. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. But- yeah, what else can I say about it? I was actually re- sort of reread it earlier. I never ever reread anything that I write because it makes me cringe. Because mm. I just think it's all rubbish. But um Oh, uh, it's not. I know exactly how you feel. We we mentioned this earlier, I think. Yeah, but so I thought I wrote a lot more when I was rereading it. <laughs> but I think you cover enough there, Colin. Honestly, it's 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 enough there, you get to the point. Yeah. But yeah, I got a really nice reception for that and like I think it's the most viewed article we've had as well, but I don't know yeah. how much that counts anymore because algorithms have changed. And... Yeah, I don't understand the internet. <laughs> uh, it's it's whatever Facebook wants you to see, basically. Yeah, I um, don't understand. <laughs> there needs to be a new way of sharing stuff, and I'm yet to work it out. We've got a Reddit. Everyone should join our Reddit. I don't know what it is. I think it's Collins Punk Rock World. That, that would make sense. Go join that. I'll post stuff on there now. Yeah. Cool. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about that, really. It was... When, I wrote, when you write something four years ago, it's hard to remember. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy with like, the reception. I Like, the, the line at the end, which was, like, the punk rock used to be about smashing the system. I think it's the single best thing I've ever written, and I don't think I'm ever going to top that. I'm trying, but... <laughs> it's a really good quote, because it's so true as well. Like, um, the more I see it's all... I don't know whether it stemmed from... Because there was that, like, brief... Um, arm of pop punk and hardcore that was kind of the posi core mm. or positive whatever i don't know whether maybe that it stemmed from there maybe um but then that was quite broy as well so i'm not sure but um yeah i think generally you know it's it's more punk to be nice and kind and and just a good person than it is to be hateful and um Full of nasty arguments that yeah. don't really mean anything and upset that's, people. That's well, my, that's, that's my thing. What's getting being negative about things ever done for anyone other than yeah, exactly. ruined your day? Exactly, exactly. That's it. And because it's it affects you negatively as the person arguing, and it also affects the person that you are arguing. So it's two people that are getting upset and pissed off and wound up. It's not worth it. Yeah, What's the point when yeah. nothing could be upset? Exactly. <laughs> like, life's too short you know like good god stop arguing (laughs) the last couple of years have taught us anything just live life don't Mm -hmm. absolutely like don't negative energy is just not worth it at all 
at all. So as I like I said at the start, I said loads of times, like uh, my only rule, well, one of my only rules for Holland's Punk Rock World, and it's what I tell people whenever they join the team, just write about things you like, because um, if there's, I don't like negativity on the internet, it's unnecessary. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. And the last question I had, which I wrote down like an hour ago, was why did you start the blog in the first place? Why did you start the website? Um, well, this is also on the Shout Louder podcast, if you, but we've got to the end, I might as well answer it. Um, so basically, so in 2013, I did, or my friend, or, or 2012, oh, we're going way back. Um, I my I did quite, I think I did 30 gigs that year. And my then like, it was like New Year, like my friend came home from Cambridge, which is where I still lived in Colchester. Mm-hmm. And we were at the pub and he was, I was tell, we were telling each other about our years and he's like in Cambridge being a, doing a master's he's now like a tenured doctor or something wow incredible yeah and there's me doing this <laughs> but, um, hey, about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having fun um but yeah and he said oh you should try and do 52 gigs next year and i was like no don't be stupid mm. but then i thought about it. i'm a big fan of dave gorman like oh yeah his, like his challenges he used to do when he was a, yeah. a stupid man and not a responsible adult like the Google whack thing and the yeah, it, it yeah. and all the people called Dave Gorman. Yeah, we went to see him uh in Reading uh a while ago. Like I don't know how long have I been married now? Maybe about six, seven years ago we went to see him. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we I love him. And I that was like this sounds like something Dave Gorman would do. Yes. And then I was like, okay, I'll have a go. And then we were talking about it some more and it was like, oh, I should maybe try and write about it. I had no experience of writing at the time, but like I don't think I'd written anything since I left school, which would have yeah. been in 10 years earlier. Um, yeah, so, a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's old people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wrote that, did that 52 gigs in a year, wrote like a blog about it. It's on the internet, but don't read it. It's awful. Um, but then, <laughs> uh, then 2014 came around and I'd sort of was still going to gigs, but I hadn't, I felt like I'd lost a bit of purpose. Mm. And then some stuff happened and like I got sort of diagnosed with depression and was on all sorts of fun drugs and the yeah. prescribed kind I should put out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah but on drugs <laughs> yeah just in a really sort of bad place and I thought about like why 2013 was so good and it was this purpose of drug writing and like in a way giving back to the whole thing mm. so whole scene so that's why I like the thing that's making me happy and like is going to gigs and stuff and like give the, I thought how can I give back to the scene because I wasn't in a position to promote, promote I'm not in a band I have no desire to ever be in a band um so I thought oh I could write about the stuff and it just kind of grown from there and yeah. much bigger than I ever thought I didn't expect to still be doing it like eight years later um I didn't expect to have a team I didn't expect to have a record label or a podcast yeah. or but like doing it's just um this opened up so many sort of doors and opportunities and given me so many experiences I've made so many really good friends I I quite convinced me and Emma wouldn't be together or if I hadn't have started doing this because it was the cool thing that I do that made me seem interesting um yeah so it has brought a lot to my life and it's a good thing I started doing it I suppose because god knows where I'd have been yeah unhappy (laughs) and in Colchester still probably um Mm -hmm. No, I dislike Colchester. But it's got a castle. <laughs> it's got a castle. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a great achievement, Colin. Really good. And like from my perspective as well, um, you, you and Emma have been like, um, whether you are aware of it or not, you've both been quite a big part of my life over the last kind of two years. Um, COVID has been terrible, but I have met people through Instagram that way uh, because of it. Um, and I know that if it, if we hadn't had lockdown, I wouldn't have been online as much and I wouldn't have met so many great people. Um, but your friendship has really like helped me over the last year or two, um, not just kind of like get a better understanding of what's going on in music or whatever, uh, but also just like, I, I struggle with like uh, awkwardness sometimes. I know like you say you do as well. So it's been cool to kind of like chat and get uh, social practice in, I suppose. Cause like in lockdown, you don't do it. I didn't really do it much anyway, especially when we moved away from Aberystwyth where all my friends were, um, moved back to Swansea where my friends used to be, but have since moved. <laughs> um, so it's been, um, it's been cool to have like, and you checking in on me sometimes as well, which you don't realise that you're doing, which is just like a, oh, are we going to do this podcast? It's like a, oh shit, yeah, there are people, <laughs> there are people who need me to do stuff, <laughs> which is um, quite nice, which I suppose is kind of what the blog has kind of done for you in some respects, I suppose, isn't it? It's like this, the, the, I need to write something for me and for other people. So Yeah, I just like to help. Yeah, and it is a big help. And I've met loads of other people then through it, you know, so um and I think I wouldn't have had such a good time at Tiller Fest if I wasn't part of CPRW as well. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, re- I'm really sad at Tiller Fest I wasn't there when you called Paul Ben. <laughs> I know. It's because, like, I knew his name. And I was like, in my head, I was like, which one is it? It's Paul. But he's part of that. He's that looks like. Sharp, yeah. yeah, I was like, but it looks like, even though I knew it wasn't, but I, I don't know. I div. I'm really sad I, I missed that. It sounded I, funny. Of course it is, Paul. I've spoken to you about this already. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we made fun of him. We called him Ben. Um, <laughs> you make fun of me because I got it wrong. But, oh, he's God. more fun to make fun of. It's, I've done a podcast with him. I probably yeah. even called him on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Uh, so you're now struggling how to wrap this up, aren't you? You're, you've got oh, my, shit, yeah. It's my, it's my got turn. My, you've got my yeah. troubles. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, we've spoken about Till the Fest. We know when that is. Um, MPF, there's a podcast coming out after this one where Colin talks in more detail about the um, Manchester Punk Festival, which is the 15th to the 17th of April. I made a note about it. Yeah, that's with um, Dan Number 2 and Robin and Brett. Cool. Um, Yeah, so if... um, anyone is interested in the articles i don't know if you can like tag anything called whether you can put any links in anywhere i or put links in i could remember to do that um, yeah maybe. i um, usually forget i say i do it and i go then i don't <laughs> even if it's just in the youtube description maybe yeah. um but yeah that's it um check out the 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 blog as always listen to all of the other podcasts and also why don't you tell us which your favorite article was so it doesn't it can just be from today's podcast you're going to go through like a thousand worth of Collins, unless you want to. I don't know how many there actually are now in total. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I should know things like this. Let's have a look. Sign. I reckon I'm gonna guess without looking 1600. I was gonna go about that as well. It's loads. Oh no. Um the published have been 1738. Jeez. I know. Yeah, won't take long to get through all of those. Let us know which you which which your uh, favourite. Yeah, click on them all because I don't get views anymore. It makes me sad. Um, 
I'll spend the rest of my day clicking through them. <laughs> what, what else could anyone want to do on a Wednesday? Um, or whatever day you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's it. Thank you very much, Colin, for taking the time to come on your own podcast today. <laughs> you're very welcome. Thank you very much for hosting. It's much easier not doing it. I'm going to make a habit. Oh, yeah. I know it is much easier not doing it. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I was half cool. expecting some sort of quiz or challenge that I make everyone else do. Oh, um, I didn't that much. I didn't think that far in advance. Good. Uh, <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. So um, thanks very much and stay safe, I guess. Bye. Bye. <laughs>